You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Bridget Murphy. Friends, I'm flying solo this morning. Marie Jochum has the day off today. So anything can happen. Marie keeps this ship moving steady. So buckle in. We don't know what, what's going to happen this morning. We are very excited to share with you today part two of a three-part series on moms, motherhood, Catholic Charities programs for mothers and children um, as we approach Mother's Day. Uh, last week, we heard from two of our colleagues who do valiant work helping vulnerable mothers in Chicago as they work to establish stable and happy homes for themselves and their children aged zero to three. Next week, we'll hear from another colleague who works with children and families of all ages in our family stabilization services area. But today, we have the mother of all mothers and um, the father of all fathers in some ways. We are joined this morning by Reverend Jared Kelly, who is the chaplain of Catholic Charities and an associate administrator, who is going to give us greater insight into the words, actions, and hopeful presence in our lives offered by the greatest mother of all, the Blessed Virgin Mary. She was chosen to be mother of Jesus, and there is so much we can be inspired by in the life she lived on earth. But as the month of May approaches, which is one of the two months of the year that the church devotes to Our Lady, we are delighted to have Father Kelly with us to remind us that Our Lady is also very much here with us today, wanting to intercede for us with her son and wanting to bring peace and love to all who come to her. Welcome, Father Kelly. Oh, thank you, Bridget. It's a good honor to be here. Great. Well, we're so pleased to know um, more about Mary and reflect a little bit this morning on how we can make Mary a more active presence in our lives. So um, let's start sort of at the beginning. Would you share with our listeners um, what kind of key takeaways from Our Lady's life on earth there are that can be a source of inspiration for mothers and for all of us? Well, I think a lot of us have a relationship with the Blessed Mother. I'm sure many, I'm sure many of our listeners have uh a relationship, and that relationship centers on prayer. I think at, at the heart of it, the, the Blessed Mother's life was a part of prayer. Um, she knew the scriptures. She, she knew the law and the prophets. And I think when we enter into that prayer, our lives be, our lives have a meaning and a direction. And I, the sense from the little that we have in the scriptures of the Blessed Mother and then uh, her, in, her in, interaction with 
faithful through the centuries. Uh, she was a person of prayer and life as a meaning and a direction. And um, I think without prayer, our lives become like one unrelated thing after another. You know, what is the direction of all this? Huh. And I, I bring up prayer because I, um, I'm i a son. I, I have, hey, I had my mother pass away a few years ago. Wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, I know my mother loved me. I know she loved my brothers and sisters. And that reality, if we look to the Blessed Mother, I, it, I am, I am, you know, the question of faith, I'm, am I loved by the Mother of God? Is my mother loved me even more so? And uh, so we enter into that thing of prayer, and I'm kind of talking around <laughs> the, the, the subject, but I, I want to get to a story that, it, it, the amazing thing about the Blessed Mother, um, I, I was stationed in the parish down in Perryville, Missouri, where the National Shrine of the Miraculous Medal is. And uh, I was asked to give a, a sermon during the Christmas novena, which was a great honor. It was a great honor for me to do. I was at the parish priest there. So I was with a family that I knew real well, and uh, the mother was with child. She was the caboose, the, the unexpected last child. I was know? that. I was the caboose. Oh, great, good for you. <laughs> so anyway, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. All of a sudden, I, I looked to Tracy, and I go, Tracy. Is there ever a time that you're not thinking of the child inside of you? And she said, no. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when I'm sleeping. But she go, I go, how about the rest of your kids? She goes, always. <laughs> She's always thinking about her other kids. They're always there. And it, it just dawned on me from, from that moment the angel Gabriel spoke to her, our lady's life became a life of prayer. She was always thinking of her son. And that's prayer, lifting our minds and our hearts to God. And and in that action, it, it's done in a way that nobody's ever done it any better uh, than her. But anyway, so I think that entering into prayer, all things are possible then. And our lives take on a direction. And, I mean, the joys and the sorrows and all of them that Our Lady faced, she, we could stand them because we knew know that she's with us. If I, and if I know I'm not alone, and if I know that God is, then I can keep walking. I can keep going through, and uh, so. And I'm sorry. I'm sure all of it. If those we're sitting around the table, I'm sure our listeners would start adding in their thoughts. Sure. Because it's part of the family. You know, we're yeah. like a part of a family. And uh, you know, if I start talking about my mother, my sister will remind me something about her. My brother. Oh, how about this time? So, right. And then, then maybe somebody who knew her when she was a kid will bring up something that I didn't know, and so. And yet, yet, Our Lady loves us uh, as our mothers love us. And uh, as a mothers, the mothers, the way they love their children, to imagine uh, that love being shown to them by, by the Mother of God. So. Right. Um, we're going to need to take a break in just a, a bit, but um, we'll do this question in two parts. I think it's great that you—it's interesting that you mentioned prayer, because at least for me, when I think of Mary— I think of the discerning she must have had to do to have this responsibility to be told um, that she would be with child and be the mother of Jesus and what that meant for a life just full of unknowns. Um, and we all struggle with that, right, trying to figure out God's will for us. So when we come back, um, I'd love to delve a little bit more into that and how Mary is an example of, of being patient with God's will. So we'll be okay. back in just a minute. All right. All right. 
Mothers are often the unsung heroes in a family. Right now, many mothers are also the disproportionate victims of the COVID-19 pandemic. They've experienced higher rates of infection and more job losses. They've had to navigate their children learning remotely while caring for older relatives and struggling to put food on the table. What better way to honor the mothers in our lives, those living and deceased, than with a contribution in your mother's name to Catholic Charities 2021 Mother's Day Appeal? Our mothers were the first to teach us about compassion and community. They were the first to show us what love and caring for someone else is all about. Help us help local moms and children who are struggling this year. Please give generously at catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands and watching your distance. Thank you and God bless you all. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Bridget Murphy speaking with Father Gerard Kelly this morning, who is chaplain and associate administrator at Catholic Charities. And we are talking about Mary as an example of motherhood and faithfulness and prayerfulness. And um, Father Kelly, before the break, um, I was just sharing, you know, I think the the great lesson for me from Mary is her trust in God and her willingness to 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 move forward in the world and say yes without knowing what God's plan was and that's something we're all called to do. Can you share a little bit about that example for us? Oh, it's powerful. I mean, you think of to think of uh, the whole history the last 2000 years, you know, the, the joys and sorrows, the traumas that the human race has faced. Um, she faced all of those in her life. I mean, and it, it, we all face them. Uh, but but she said yes to be the mother of of the Christ of the Messiah, and I can imagine me. I mean, imagine the way she has me. This is going to happen to me. Right. Me. <laughs> yeah. like, who am I? I mean, uh, I mean, we know who she is more than we know who Caesar Augustus was. Now, I mean, there's no reason why that should be happening. Uh, Saint jo- the Holy Family has more prominence than the, than the great rulers of the world back then or, or of any time. Um, God, she, you know, she said yes to the impossible. Um, she had her prayer life had to be attuned to the fact that she, she knew that this was, 
she knew they had to be true. And and she says yes to the impossible, but she was told Elizabeth, your kinswoman, is with child too. And so out of concern for her and to care for her and then to confirm what was said to her, the baby inside of Elizabeth leaps. John the Baptist leaps inside of Elizabeth. I mean, all of these these miraculous things happening on, and yet there will still be sorrows in their life. They have to go to Egypt. You know, they. I mean, well, yeah. they have to leave. You know, uh, they're 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 uh, immigrants. They're right. refuge refugees. Yeah. When the, when he's born, and then they have to flee to Egypt and the, uh, missing in the temple and all of that and. But the humility she, she had to have, she knew that she's not in charge of this. This is this is not her will being done, but she is saying yes to the will of, of God. I and mean, the, it's... You know, at the foot of the cross, Pope John Paul II, and one of he wrote a number of encyclicals about the Blessed Mother, and I forget the name of. Read both of them. In fact, I know they're both good. But one of his rallying cries: "Blessed is she who believed that what God said to her would be fulfilled." And as she's standing at the foot of the cross, everything promised her is being negated before her eyes. Right. You know, how can the, how can his kingdom be without end if he's going to die here? And you know, what you know was 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 she lied to? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, no, but, that's you know, so. But, but but we believe that she trusted. I mean, really, her government and her synagogue did that to her son. So where is she going to go? For help, and if and if God was kidding her, where where can she go with that? Yeah, <laughs> I think no you. There's nowhere in heaven on earth to go with that. But John Paul II's rallying cry: "Blessed she who believed that what God said to her would be fulfilled." And uh, I think I uh, I remember one time this is years a few years back uh, I was me- meditating on the Good Shepherd, and and that's where we want we want to be we want to be in in green pastures with the Good Shepherd. But there was a whole bunch of commotion going on, different areas, people I knew who were sick and different things going on. And somehow I came to awareness, if I'm willing to stand with Mary at the foot of the cross, she'll lead me to the Good Shepherd, and then there will be green pastures. You know, but it's, it's the, uh, the mystery, of, 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 uh, mystery of our very lives, you know, and the mystery of our faith and all of that. Right. I uh, appreciate you bringing that up, though, because... You know, really, the sense of um, momentary, though it may have been, of betrayal and of I, I've done everything you've asked. Like I'm doing the, you know, and and here I am at the foot of the cross with with my son, um, suffering and dying, and like this this was not the deal. Um, I think it it reminds us, you know, of how Mary, like Jesus, entered our, you know, was part of this human experience and suffered with us and. And that that means a lot um, in terms of that love she has for us and and the knowledge she has of the struggles of life on earth. I think that's really important to remember. Um, Father Kelly, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to ask you, maybe it's because her example is so powerful, um, but there are really only four passages in the Bible that are direct quotes of Mary. So I'm interested to look at those and and find out why that is. So we'll be back in just a minute.
Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson-Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Bridget Murphy and we are talking with Father Gerard Kelly about the example and blessedness of Our Lady in our lives. Um, Father Kelly, there there are so few passages in the Bible that are direct quotes from Our Lady. Can you can you walk us through a couple of those and and what they might mean for us? Sure. Yeah, it is true. Of all, you, know, you think of the most prayed to saints, uh, Saint Jude. There's a, he has a couple of lines. <laughs> saint Joseph doesn't have any. <laughs> The Blessed Mother has four of them, and from uh, St. Luke's Gospel and St. John's. Um, and it's, you know, she lived with St. John. That's the understanding that uh, she lived with him uh, after the, the resurrection. And uh, in St. Luke, you know, there's some of those famous icons. There's, they're based off of an icon that's 
that is attributed to St. Luke. And so there's idea that he spent time with the Blessed Mother. Right. So that those are the two Gospels where we have her speaking. And, uh, you know, some of the, the uh, thing with St. Luke, I was hearing a homily at a friend's funeral, and the priest is talking about the Shiva, where they sit around, the Jewish people sit around, and, they, and they, they remember the person who had died. And he was speculating that in that Shiva, the Blessed Mother was there, telling them about Jesus and his early childhood and all that. So he's like, that's how these lines came about, you know, and the memory of them. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, it, but the four is the Annunciation, when she responds to the angel Gabriel, I am the servant of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And then, uh, then the Magnificat, when Elizabeth greets her, and says, blessed are you among women, blessed are you who believe what God said you would be fulfilled. She recites the Magnificat, which is a form of the Song of Hannah from the book of Samuel. It, it shows her familiarity with the scripture. She knew how to read. Uh, she knew what she knew who she was as, as, uh, as, as one of the remnants of the chosen people. Huh. Um, and then finding the temple, the anxiousness, you know, it, I... This probably when Jesus stays back in the temple, he was probably bar mitzvah. You know, he was of an age now where he is respons- He is going to have to live the life, law and the prophets, as it's as a devout Jew. And he's asking. He takes this seriously. He's he's asking them probably the elders. Now what about this and what about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He's, and so there's an anxiousness. Our lady loses him, and then. But this is the way it's going to be from here on out. I mean, he's going to be anxious. He's going to be anxious in his obedience to the Father. That's going to be his direction. And yet, he will go home back and be uh, obedient to them. And um, but, but so that it, it's it's him being lost in the temple is also foreshadowing of uh, his death and until his resurrection, uh, when she'll miss him. And then this is why do why do uh, Catholics? Ask Our Lady to pray for us because of the wedding feast at Cana. I mean, it's, it's it goes back to and 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 lots of other reasons. But uh, they had no wine. She goes to her son. They have no wine, and uh, and then he she says, "Do whatever he tells you to do," and which is we go to her for prayer. Please ask your son. Please ask God. To, so she, God, we don't pray to Mary as God. We pray to her as we ask her our grandparent to pray for us or a friend or a mm-hmm. relative pray for me right but uh she she the water was turned into wine <laughs> and so uh so that's why we go to her yeah it's amazing you know you mentioned um luke what what do we know about the rest of mary's life or or what um what scholar biblical scholars or others have said about mary post resurrection i think that's interesting you know, it's it's all speculation. I mean, sure. you, you have the different uh, mystics, and uh, you know, they make. I would say the the church doesn't make any declarations on that. I mean, it, it appears she she uh, went in, in Ephesus. Uh, it it speculations. Uh, she lived with Saint John, took care of her. Uh, she took care of him, no doubt, and uh, right. they lived together. Uh, but and but that's. That's about all. I, know, I I have not been to the Holy Land, but I I know there are churches built in all of these spots where uh, uh, the, you know the Blessed Mother lived. I think, I think there's a church in Ephesus. Some of our listeners probably have been there, and uh, so she's honored in all of these these places. Uh, 
Right. So that's, that's as much as I know. Got it. And of course, you know, Mary's known as, you know, for all these remarkable apparitions. And I think that, again, um, speaks to what you said about the the inter, I'm going to get the word wrong, the intercessionary role she plays um, yeah. as, as reminding us of her son and, and um, being a vessel um, for our needs and wants. So um, I'm wondering if we can close out today, since I'm by myself, I'm, hi- I'm hijacking this show for my right. own purposes. Right. Right. And my mom's favorite prayer, um, she's been gone for a while now, was the Memorare. And I hope some of our listeners remember that prayer. And I'm wondering if we can close out today, if you wouldn't mind oh, that'd um, be wonderful. Right. reciting that. That'd be wonderful. Right. In the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious, gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, a virgin of virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the Father and Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Kelly, thanks so much for joining us this morning and, and sharing some insights and reflections on Mary as we celebrate moms and motherhood and um, and the you know, reminding us that we are accompanied on this journey by the the great love of of the mother of Jesus. And um, please join us next week for the Voice of Charity from all of us at Catholic Charities. Please have a safe and happy week and know that Mary is with you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.